Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man Stevens, and Rob, the old guy. You're listening to the Rob Charney Show. I almost forgot my drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. So I can't find the, the music we picked for bringing out the dead for some reason. It's uh, not clicking over. I, I don't I feed know. this guy all this stuff. You can't <laughs> figure out which button to click. I actually can't find it listed in my list of sound effects, which is kind all of... Right. Ah, here it is. Ah. So this is what we call bringing out the dead. To celebrate the lives of the folks that we cherish, we love. Well, we just didn't realize the cat was still alive and passed away. And that's pretty much it. So we're going to start off with Peter Nero, Grammy-winning pianist, ex-conductor of the Philly Pop, dies at 89 years old. Mm. Jeffrey Carlson, All My Children soap opera actor, passed away at 48 years of age. Uh, surfing star Michaela M-I-K-A-L-A Jones passed away at 44 after freak accident with a board his his board according to IMDB uh, excuse me TMZ and uh, Andrew Andrea Evans soap opera star dies at 66 years of age mm. all right so well, a lot of a lot of soap operas uh people passing away yeah that's what i was gonna say uh, i didn't recognize any of those names probably because they mostly did soap operas uh, you know the mm-hmm. the makaila i think that's how you say his name i'm never surprised when surfers or extreme athletes end up passing away it, it always seems like it's just a matter of time before something bad happens i'm sorry to hear he passed away though mm. um Let's see. So let's start with a bang. Elton John bids an emotional farewell as he ends his final tour. (laughs) He says he's trying to process it. Um, It's always sad to see a music legend. And whether you like the guy or not, he is a legend. Uh, He's put a ton of butts in seats, made a ton of money, has a ton of hits. Um, I'm kind of bummed he's calling it quits, but I also don't blame him. After 40, 50 years of being on the road, how much longer do you want to do it? Well, being an old guy myself, I got to tell you, you don't have the energy for it. I don't know. I'm impressed as hell that he's been able to do what he does. So good on Elton. And he looks great, by the way. If if you actually look at him, he looks yeah yeah he looks he looks amazing. Um, I was trying to think of. Uh, I I heard somebody. I can't. Was trying to remember the quote. But there was somebody who said something years ago that I it struck me as is a truism. He said, uh, "I wish I remember who it was." He said, "You know, the problem with the road is I don't want to die there." He's, you know, it's like I'm 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 insert age here. I'm in ho- I I'm almost never at home. It's like he'll be like, "I remember what home looked like. I'm just never there." Right. Uh, it's like that's where right. I store my stuff. And it's like I I got tired of it because I just I don't want to die there uh, on the road. So yeah. it's like yeah. I I give that you know if. I, I totally all those guys that are on the road all the time it's a, it's a tough life i've known a few guys yeah. who've been on the road their whole lives and it's like i think you put it best john really it's only a place where they store their stuff because <laughs> they're gone so much <laughs> yeah and, they are and um this next one legitimately breaks my heart um <laughs> ailing ozzy osborne pulls out of power trip festival festival my body is telling me that i'm not just um that i'm just not ready and i'm bummed because ozzy is a legend personally i'll always say he is his influence on the music world is underplayed even though maybe i'm wrong uh founding one of the founding members of uh, metal period without i don't think without black sabbath metal would be around or would be a thing um and so I'm just sad to hear. Sad to see he's getting frail. That's uh, it's kind of hard to see a music icon and another yeah. legend calling it quits. You know, I saw him 2017, 2018. Yeah, he did look old. I mean, he got out there, he performed. It's like you know, once they once they get on the stage, it's like the energy just hits them and they go. Yeah, yeah the energy. Uh, the uh the energy but, seems to just uh, come too, right? You, you, yeah. Your life all of a sudden here you are, and you're on the stage, and it's just adrenaline gets pumping, and yeah. Uh, but so I, I swear he was brought up to the edge of the stage on a wheelchair. Huh? You know? Well, <laughs> so. he, he might have. Ozzy's had a, a lot of issues, and he's getting older, yeah. and drugs didn't do him any favors, and uh, alcohol didn't do him any favors. And, 
no, no. Hey, hey, talk about doing us a favor. We have a special guest star decided to drop by. <laughs> star. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to pump him up as much as I can. The myth, He's the man. Star. The myth, the man, the the diver. Josh Lean. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah. And I and I know every time I, I I post it on Facebook or Instagram, a certain family of member of his always goes really so. Not my mom. Yeah, <laughs> she's always excited. So, I wonder if my mom listens. I have to ask. <laughs> yeah, you have to you'll have to find out if she's <coughs> she's tuned tuned in or not. And she if we're not, to make sure she tuned in. Yeah. And the, now that Josh is here, there was something I wanted to. Uh, him being the only member of the show who's actually served in the armed services, there was something that I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about and, and people I know personally have said it, how they don't want to celebrate the United States of America um, because of the issues that we're having. You know, we're, we, we, we just throw racism, sexism, biased against name a group. And this was, my response to them, and I'd love to hear other people bounce stuff off of, is that I told them that my forebears came here at the early part of the, the, the last century. And uh, I still believe in their dream. Because if you read up history in the early part of the, the 1900, you know, 1900, life was shit, especially towards where they came from. So I believe in that dream. And I still believe we're one of the best countries in the world if we can get our collective heads out of our asses. Go. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack with that, um, and I will try to keep my political bias out of it. Um, to to anyone that would say something like that to me, I think that my response would be to ask them um, who they are, and and they'd say, "Well, my name is you know John Smith." No, no, like, what nationality are you? Oh, well, I'm an American. Then act like it. Like, either you're going to be proud of this country and its heritage, or you're not. Oh, well, I'm a Mexican. Okay, then you're free to pack your bags and leave and go back to Mexico and be a proud Mexican. But, like, here in America, we're Americans. And there's nothing wrong with you promoting your heritage and where you come from, as long as you're doing it from a place of, like, I'm now also an American because I live here. And if you are enjoying the freedoms that we have here in this country then you should celebrate this country because like to your point, Rob, we or excuse me, John, we you are one of the few countries that have these liberties. So why not celebrate them? Uh, so a, a question is, I know some of the people I've listened to would say, well, what about the fact that um, are, I'm LGBT, I'm black, I'm Asian, you pick a group and I'm still having all this, a massive amount of issues with laws and et cetera. Like, what would you say to that? So, I guess, uh, same thing, like, I don't think, I think that you can be black and be an American, you can be white and you can be American, you can be straight, you can be American, you can be gay, you can be an American. Um, all these different labels that people are creating for themselves to feel special, like, you can still be an American and be those things. Uh, I think that a lot of the things that we're seeing in today are just overcomplicating things in, in my personal belief. But um, if you have to attach yourself to a, a label in society because you have to identify as this, whether that be, you know, LGBT, whatever it is, um, you can still be an American and be that, I think. Um, would you agree with that? I, I I would, and and also to, to to throw something is my comment to them is has always been, unfortunately people take a while to change. Uh, should the slaves back in 1776 be been freed from the get go? Hundred percent, they should have been, but but unfortunately that time period wasn't ready for that, and they should have been. And, and this is coming from somebody who has a Jewish history, so that's uh, I'm just stating where where I'm coming from. They should have been freed. And the fact that they, they weren't was a massive injustice. Agreed. Um, people, Our country had some really dark times. It hasn't been all sunshine and roses. We, as a people, have you know, evolved as a country. Um, and we continue to evolve as technology changes, as societal norms change. Like, we're in this process of constant evolution 
to our societal norms but like yeah there are dark times in our history right the 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 civil war and is a dark time the civil rights movement in the 60s is something that we should never have had to have gone through but it was something that we did you know having um equal rights and equal justice like we should not have had to do that but we did um you know world wars were a dark time that we've we've had dark times but like we've always come out the other side and i think that's sometimes what people that tend to put down america don't don't take don't give us enough credit for that i uh i want to shoot this question over to rob being the oldest member of the group and also uh being a survivor of hey, the 60s who remembers don't, the don't 60s rub it in. <laughs> um he remembers the 60s so according to some hippie friends of mine he wasn't there <laughs> uh, but I can vouch for it. I've seen his birth certificate. It's in stone uh, uh. and mimeographed. <laughs> well, well, what's the question? <laughs> well, so, see, his his memory kicked in. Basically, you know what I said. What the, the conversation? Oh, oh. Was. Just rambled for twenty minutes, John. We're trying to catch back up. <laughs> yeah, you know, James and I were kind of we're off in our own little world here. Uh, so. Yeah, you know what? There, I don't believe there's a society, a country, whatever it may be, that hasn't gone through uh, the good and the bad, whatever it may be. Dark times, good times, uh, incorrect. Um, I do believe to a degree that we are constantly learning. Uh, and I think that in this constant learning, we're learning about different cultures, different ideologies, whatever it, it may be. And so we're learning to open up our horizons a bit a bit and i i have found that as a you know person that's been around for a bit that some of my opinions that were in the 60s and 70s maybe i look at now kind of go oh well maybe i wasn't as enlightened as i really thought i was and, um you know it, it, so there's some self-reflection involved with it so i think we all need to take a little little bit of time and and kind of look at what it is that um if we have our own prejudices, whatever it may be, or if we've had our own ideologies, whatever it may be, and kind of look at it and go, are we evolving? Are we growing? Are we going backwards? Are we staying the same? What what is it that we're uh, that we're doing? And I know for me personally, I feel like I'm growing. I'm I'm constantly learning things, and I'm I, I want to take. Um, other people's feelings and ideologies, take it and say, okay. I understand that you feel that way, but understand that I may not agree with the way you feel and that, uh, yes, you have the right to say it. Um, if your lifestyle doesn't infringe on me or mine, um, okay. Uh, you know, and, and so to learn a little bit from that and that that's what I've been doing as I get older and older, uh, I, I am learning. So you can teach an old dog new tricks. And I, I do think, I do think as a society that we can grow and can expand and we can learn new things. And I think, John, you addressed that in by talking about slavery and, and, you know, there's been slavery just about as long as humans have been alive and it's taken until just recent history and there's still slavery going on. So let's not forget that there is still slavery going on. There's still sex slavery going on. There's still, you know, there's still a lot of stuff like that going on. So fortunately, I think the majority of people uh, have seen uh, or have been able to grow and expand and learn uh, as we as we have in the last, you know, two, three thousand years where we're now we're sitting there going slavery isn't right. We shouldn't be doing it. And uh, I think it's, you know, that ideology is better now than it's ever been. So let's hope it continues. I, I do have the, a favor to ask anybody who listens to this is if you uh, if you if you agree with the statement I said earlier, as far as my I know people who aren't proud to be American, etc. Tell me why I would love to know in five, six bullet points why you say that. I'd also challenge you to to give me reasons why you're proud to be an American. Um, because I, I gave mine. The fact my ancestors decided to flee in the early nineteenth, you know, in the early twentieth century, wasn't easy. So I, I, I still believe in their vision. Because I'm. You know, here. every time you say I'm proud to be American, I hear the what is it, Lee, Lee Greenwood? Greenwood? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's really um, iconic. 
And anyway, yeah. So we're going to switch unless James wants to add anything to this. No, I'm good. Well, he didn't fall asleep. <laughs> you never know. Josh has something. He's got his finger up, so that means he... Oh. I got one oh. one quick thing, and I know John wants to move on. So <laughs> I am proud to be an American because when I was serving overseas, that's what really opened my eyes to the liberties and freedoms that we have. Being in other countries that are third world and do not have the liberties and freedoms we have and seeing it firsthand, that's what makes you really appreciate what we have here. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. So this is going to be an odd transition, but I'm going to go for it. And uh, the shocking that this movie failed, um, Indiana Jones 5 and the Geriatric Crusade bombed at the box office. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the Dial of Destiny. My, my apologies. It's a $295 million flop. Wow. And, and I'm going to say this just for one thing. Told you so, because the last movie was awful. There was no chance that the next movie would have been great. Was that the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I think? Yes. Yeah. That's... That that's a movie that kind of made me wish that Indy had you know woken up. But what was that uh, that TV show that turned out it was all a dream? No, Dallas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, it's just such a. I, I want to see it, but I may actually rent it at home and have some adult beverages in hand. Uh, so here's a list of the reason why they said this was a bad, uh, why it was awful. By the way, spoiler warnings if you give a shit. Number 10, uh, the budget gave it a huge box office challenge. Uh, <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull made people skeptical of more Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Was the first movie without Spielberg directing. He directed oh, wow. the last one? Oh, my God. That's what I was wondering. Uh, fa- kind of what I was like, oh. Hmm. Faced uh, faced unusually stiff competition at the box office. By the way, that's not saying much at all. What was the no, competition? I mean, fast was out. Let's see. So it said it was Fast X, John Wick, Creed Three, Super Mario Brothers, Dungeons and Dragons. They have a list. Those, yeah, but all of those movies have been out for quite a while. Uh-huh. It's not like they were released on the same day. Uh uh-uh. uh. The only one I would say would be a hardcore competitor, because I want to see it, would be Oppenheimer, because it's supposed to be an absolutely outstanding movie. Didn't that movie about child trafficking come out the same weekend? Isn't that the one that destroyed it in the box office? Oh. Yeah, I think so. That was actually a, a tremendous movie. I still recommend people um, That really see it. was Spielberg. Seriously? He really did do the Crystal Skull. Oh, hold, uh, can we have a moment of silence for the golden boy finally losing his uh, his guilt? Oh my god! Okay, wow. uh, Indiana Jones Five doesn't appeal as much to younger audiences. I no shit. I'm in my forties and I didn't want to see it. I don't know anybody younger than me who wanted to see it. Uh, story leaks could have uh, put further audiences off. Uh, uh, Kane's premiere backfired for Disney, and a lot of movie major 2023 movies are underperforming at the box office. Hey, <sighs> Disney? Are you there, Disney? Stop making superhero movies. Yeah, Indiana, is Indiana Jones really a superhero movie? I, I never I, took it as a superhero movie. I would say I he... I agree with you. What? They should stop making superhero movies? No, that it, he's not really a superhero. I think no, he's not. He's like an adventurer. I, I would say they turned him into a superhero after being strapped into an old fridge and being blasted off the face of the planet and surviving. That made him a superhero. That's his hey, superhero origin. Fridges can hold up against anything, sir. I'm sorry. That's, demonstrated. that's his superhero origin See, right there. That's where he got his powers from the beta He could have done another Star Wars movie. Yes. And, uh, we're talking he is Harrison Ford. He could have done another uh, Star Wars movie, and probably we all would have accepted it just fine because we're all okay with old people in Star Wars. You know, Yoda's pretty old, and <laughs> there's a lot of you know, old, you know, the Emperor is old, there's a bunch of old people, so he would have been fine on it. And this Indiana Jones thing, I don't know. Oh, 
that that, that that's I, I would agree. You know what it is? Nobody's going to want to see a nearly 90-year-old man running around whipping people and or being CG'd to death, and he looks like the Technicolor rainbow. It's like, so hey. One of, one of the big big complaints that I heard about was the CGI that they did for him in the beginning where he's playing the young, him the young self, and apparently it's horrible. <laughs> now, I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but that's what I've heard. I heard, heard it, apparently it's not done there's, well at all. There's, there's some old hippie there with his wife going, honey, I think I'm having a flashback. Mm. Um, by the way, if you saw the last Tron movie um, where they, they made uh, uh, Bridges uh, younger, it looks awful. So I just... Oh, yeah. Which sucks, because I love Tron, and allegedly they're going to make a new one, but yeah, I... Uh, yep. I don't want to see this sober. <laughs> There's no way it's going to be good. And I is love. The, is the end of original ideas just with us now? Because everything <laughs> seems to be a sequel, prequel, reboot, re-whatever. And, and is it that the studios just don't want to take a risk anymore? Is it, which they're doing anyway, but paying these people such huge amounts of money. Um, but it just, it bothers me that everything's, that there's nothing new. You know, so I still, I, th I, uh, what's his name? Frodo Baggins. For some reason, I can't remember the guy's name, but his, Elijah Wood. yeah, Elijah Woods. I'm pretty sure it was him who said this, that one of the reasons studios back in the eighties and nineties would risk movie, uh, would risk money is because they'd make money up on the rental market. If the movie bombed, they would, they would slow, they'd fast pass. They'd, uh, excuse me. They would get it faster the uh, the rental store, then they make more money in the back end. Now that that doesn't exist in any form, there's no way to do it. So it seems like they have to have guaranteed hits. This is one of the reasons why why uh, like Real Flix reviews and we would support Shunk Films and other small indie houses trying to get them to make films that people actually wanted to see. Well, we would. I mean, then that's something they need to work out with the streaming services because that's where they're getting the revenue for the older movies i mean that's that's something they have to work out with them <laughs> i would still be willing to rent movies depending on what it is or um, you know one of the things i've noticed now is there's a lot of trailers that you see every so often now that are in theaters only keep it in theaters longer yeah you know, keep it in theaters for six months. That's what they used to do. They used to you used to be right. able to go to the theater and see the a movie that was a blockbuster movie for at least at least six months. There was movies yeah. that were even in theater for longer than six months. Well, I mean, you know, some of the big big hit movies that are out there, I can remember going in the movie theater two and three times to go see that same movie. Yeah, yeah now if you don't go within like two months, it's gone. Right. So that's Hollywood's fault. That's not our fault. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's bad marketing. And I also think it's the, the way of the world, though, is the fact that as much as I hate to say it, since COVID, now that people have all these fancy high-tech TVs, they don't have this reason to, to do it. I personally, as a movie theater, no, I love the experience. It's one of my favorite things. But not a lot of people like doing that for some reason. Plus well, you know, I used to go to the movies all the time, too. And, and to be honest with you, I prefer to stream stuff now. I mean, yeah. it's just at my convenience. I sit in my own bark lounger. I have a drink in my head. And I, you know, I watch at my convenience. I don't have to worry yeah. about show times and movie popcorn and all this other crap. And you can pause it. I, and I can pause it. Exactly. I, I need one of these, uh, one of those clips that says, get behind me, Satan. I, my, my wife, <laughs> you, my wife brought it. imagine going to a theater and somebody like has a remote control that they can pause the movie that <laughs> go to the bathroom you'd never get through it my, my no, wife pausing it every 10 minutes <laughs> my wife brought up something that i that i don't know if i've said before i never thought about it or just something i forgot about was when you go to the theater there's no there's nothing to sub to sidetrack you it's like oh i gotta do dishes i gotta do this i gotta do that versus you you paid the 10 20 you got the popcorn i I still truly am a theater guy. Um, and by the way, Ryan, if you're ever listening to this, I'm right. Theaters are becoming a niche experience. Take that. Yeah, they, they are. They, I mean, there's good, there will always be a theater. But the thing about <clears throat> it is, 
are the theaters going to die in rural areas again? I, I think I think this is one of the reasons why you have the theaters like the theater. One of the theaters near us have like they just installed the giant seats and they're motorized and there's cup holder like multiple cup holders and there's trays. And I think that's what it is. The theaters are looking for gimmicks. There's a couple of the theaters within 50 miles of us that have dinner so you could eat dinner and watch a movie. So I get to hear the bastard next to me slurping while I'm watching Superman. Hey, I've done it a couple times. It's kind of fun. <laughs> But it's almost like you're being at home, <laughs> a, hall, a, a home with a, a with a you know a waitress, a waiter, whatever. See, I say that we go the opposite direction. Let's shift it more to Rob's direction, and let's go with the drive-ins. <laughs> Who's a fan uh, yeah, of? Drive yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. You know, there supposedly is an influx of drive-ins starting up again, uh, because why not? I like the drive-ins. If you said let's go to this the movies. Or we'll do the drive-ins. I'm going to pick the drive-ins ten times out of ten. I, I would. I would have to say for the one drive-in that's near us, I would need a couple of Marines because it's not exactly a safe area. You, you'd. Uh, oh, I was going to say you're talking about the one in El Dorado. No, uh, no. Cordova. Yeah, it's 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 the one yeah. you're going to be passing out armor just to go. The last time I was at that theater, it was sketchy. I couldn't imagine going it now. Yeah, I suppose they cleaned it up. So that area is getting a little bit better. Um, was anyway slightly, yeah. <laughs> the other things, if you like, I think if you compare and trash the movies that came out in the 60s, like 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, there's just this particular era just happens to be superhero movies because the 80s were action movies, the 70s, you know, black exploitation, just different movies, you know, 50s was you know, like noir, sci fi, so I and drama. I just think at some point it's going to kick over to the next thing, and I just hope it does because. I hate superhero movies now, which is not a sentence I thought I'd ever say. I miss the 80s action movies. I want I want Cobra. I want Cheesy. I want... Uh, uh, give me something. Hey, look. You know what? Uh, Tango and Cash. Saying, I want another Tango and Cash movie. The, so when when uh, one of the, the big things in, in when I was in high school with drive-ins, and drive-ins was the thing, it's because you take your girlfriends and you guys would go, the heck with the way back. You guys are going to be jealous of this. You know, we take our girlfriends there. You get to do whatever you want to do in the car. And then you go see things like, um, you know, instead of a double header, a triple header. Side story. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, one of the big ones was, you know, all the Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Western. Movies. Oh, yeah. That was the big thing. I mean, we I'm sat a... through all three of them. Oh, God. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Fistful of Dollars, and Hang Them High. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we got to. And that was like an online experience. Starts at you know dusk, and you know, God, we got home at six the next morning, and that's what I was going to say. Things we probably shouldn't have done, and it, well, if you anyway, we had a good time. If you've listened, Those to, were like two and a half hours long each one. If yeah, you've listened to prior episodes of this podcast, James has a story where people were doing that on the upper deck, you know. So that that experience <laughs> isn't lost. Yeah. Well. So, anyway. Let's move on. I got a bit of a little bit of a list. Nine mysterious disappearances of people other than Amelia Earhart. Oh, I've got that same list. Oh, you do? <laughs> I think so. That's okay. You do it. All right. Well, the first one is uh, Al-Hakim. He was a ruler in the 10th through 11th century. And he was a known for his uh, erratic leadership. Like he established some really generous policies for the poor in the beginning, and then strangely, he just all of a sudden that uh, decided that women should stay home, be barefoot, and pregnant. He literally forbid cobblers from selling women footwear. Honestly, so <laughs> one night uh, he rode out for Cairo, and they never found him. Never heard from him, and never found his body. You you could probably ask. Did, did they ever ask that. where his wife was during that time? Uh, you know, it didn't go into the investigation, but I'm sure the women were keeping their husbands from looking into it. Uh, she was probably at the cobblers. Because <laughs> yeah. if it's anything like the women I know, that husband wasn't soon for this world. <laughs> so the next one is Edward V of England. Now, there are some rumors about this one. They are suspecting that him and his brother, the Richard, Richard, the Duke of York, 
were locked away in the Tower of London. And um, so I think it was about 100 years after his disappearance, they found bodies of boys, two young boys uh, in one of the walls in the, in the Tower of London. And they suppose that it's them, but no one has ever definitively said that that's them. So they, they mysteriously disappeared, these two boys. So uh, interesting about that, James, you know, they're doing a DNA study on the bodies they found. And supposedly they're Edward V and uh, Richard of Shrewberry. Yeah, that's who it is. And um, the the kids that were there in this, you know, that that story is supposedly right. And but but there hadn't been any proof. But now, apparently, they're going to be doing some DNA testing. So, yeah, they were talking about uh, digging into the bones and trying to find something they could get DNA extraction from. So, right. yeah, I do. I did hear about that, but yeah. I haven't heard if they were ever, ever able to get proof of that. Yeah, and, I don't know. I don't know um, that yet, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crazy, number seven, crazy times. Yeah. It's the colony of Roanoke. Roanoke. Good old Roanoke. The whole island, just uh, 100 this people is, disappeared. It's a strange story. It is. It's really creepy and strange, and it's one of those, it's like, hmm, yeah. (laughs) Um, The other one is Solomon Northup. Now, he was a slave who, um, he was born a free person, then got kidnapped and sold into slavery. Anyways, um, during the Civil War, he... um, got out again he got his freedom again and then uh he wrote a memoir i've heard of this i've never read it but the 12 years as a slave i think there's a mm-hmm. movie about it now oh yes yeah. will smith is that that one or is that a different one i don't know anyways there's a movie about it i know there's a movie that came out i think last year about it mm. and um so anyways kidnappers 2013 case anything um after the charges were dismissed against his kidnappers because it's still 1857 so they're probably like oh no you're african-american you're not our color these guys aren't in in trouble for kidnapping you type crap so anyway so 12 years a slave came out in 2013 and it was directed by a gentleman named steve mcqueen not that steve mcqueen a different one Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, I do remember that Steve McQueen guy thing. Yeah, so that was 2013. Jeez. You're getting old. Time flies. No, time flies, as Rob said. <laughs> anyway, so uh, after the court case that got dropped against his kidnappers, he kind of disappeared from the public eye. There's rumors that he joined the Underground Railroad, but none of that has been verified. No one knows where he went or when he died. Just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth after that. Which I guess I don't really blame him for being like... Hell no. I'm just kind of... <laughs> I would have disappeared away. too. Yeah. So, so it kind of tells to me like he was like, uh, these guys might be coming after me again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go away. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, there's a rough entry uh, that says uh, 1864. That he died? Yeah, I don't know how they figure that out, but that's what they say. So I'm assuming it's just average lifespan of a person at that time. Yeah, probably. Um, so Ambrose Bierce, a newspaper and short story writer. Um, guess he had a satirical column called The Prattler, which was over from the San Francisco Examiner. Anyway, he served in the Civil War um, and married, had three kids. He started writing a little short stories and novels known as the Devil's Dictionary. Um, and the, in there, there was dark and witty definitions of well-known terms. Anyways, he took off to Mexico in 1913 during the Mexican Revolution and disappeared. Just kind of sounds like that time, you know, it was like a lot harder to keep track of people. Well, you know, no social media. Yeah. So <laughs> this kind of... This isn't so much a weird disappearance. It is kind of like they did find his body at some point. Yeah. But it's there's the also another, another man that was with this guy, that this next person that uh, 
that they're still looking for him. George Mallory. So he's a schoolmaster in English in England and a very well-known mountain climber. He trained for the Alps and all that. Right. Went on an expedition in 1921 to climb Mount Everest. I remember this this one. So he disappeared climbing the mountain, but he was also up there with another gentleman by the name of Andrew Irvine. And they disappeared trying to climb the mountain. So, um, Irvine's axe was found in 1933. And then in 1999, they found Mallory's body. And they're still searching for Irvine's body. So these It's there. It's under a, under a snowball somewhere. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Again, another reason why I don't want to go climbing Mount Everest. It, it seems to be a rich person thing because every rich person's like, oh, let's go do this. Let's go see the Titanic. Let's go climb a mountain. You, you never see the average person. You, you never see the average person to say, I know what I want to do. And they're like, I'm going to fucking work tomorrow. Never mind doing that. <laughs> yeah. And now they're supposed to be uh, creating that, uh, that new uh, personal space shuttle. Almost space shuttle. It'll take you up into the atmosphere. You know, another one? Yeah, and somebody commented on that. Oh, great. Another Titanic submarine, but for space. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. At least, you know, with that one, you are going to come down eventually. Yeah. So, and, and that so. one, is the, the countdown going to be a dirge? Uh, maybe they'll have that plane in the ship. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Everything's and maybe they'll like to give them some real training outside of that. Although they did give them some training in the submarine, but it didn't. Wouldn't have done them any good. Wouldn't have mattered if it was an admiral under that thing. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, what all the all what? the training in the world's going to keep that thing from imploding? By the way, what's yeah, the training for a couple of fathoms down? Hold your breath. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, hold your breath and hope that you can swim really well uh, before your body. Have- crushes you don't even have time to bend over and kiss your ass goodbye so what's the difference instantaneous yeah 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 i definitely do not want do not want to do that nope 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 next one is wallace d fard so he is the founder of the nation of islam so he he rose up from the streets of detroit to become a preacher self-identified savior of the african-american people and then he had a stint as one of the outspoken Nation of Islam leaders in Detroit from 1930 to 34. Hmm. And then he just kind of um, got into a little bit of a bit with the with the FBI <laughs> and uh, with the law and then just kind of disappeared nobody really knows what happens to him they actually still celebrate february 26 as his savior's day and that's part of his thing uh, of their celebration as the reincarnation of allah when when did he get in when when did he get in trouble with the fbi was this the 60s oh no this is way earlier this is way early. This is out in the 30s. He disappeared okay. in 1934. <clears throat> FBI yeah. killed him. Yes. So, but the FBI was looking into him, and he had a few little run-ins with the law early on. And then uh, when he arrived in the United States from New Zealand, and then uh, right around 1934, he just disappeared. At, Nobody at, knows what happened to him. If the FBI... Detroit... 1930s early 1930s being an outspoken african-american pushing islamic beliefs and the law and the fbi are looking in india i'm thinking somebody's probably going to find his body in some field at some point that's kind of where i'm at with it if, that's if, a very rough time to be an outspoken african-american if the fbi's on on quasi record at trying to kill melton malcolm x and martin luther king jr i have no doubt they killed this guy yeah 
anyways, but yeah, that's one of the one of them on there. Ne- la- uh, next one, Raul Wallenberg. So he was uh, from a <clears throat> well-connected, upstanding Swedish family, um, and he was part of rescuing Hungarian Jews hmm. in 1944. Um, he is actually part of the people that came with, uh, got them passports for some 15,000 Jews. So he was what's called the Schutz Pass, which was one of those people that came up with the fake documents to get the Jews out of out of those areas. What was his name again? Uh, Wallenberg. Raul Wallenberg. Anyway, so in January 1945, he was arrested for unknown reasons by the Soviet Union. And they claim that he died of a heart attack in 1947. But no one knows exactly what happened to him after his arrest. Yes, he died of heart attack. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious. Like, why, why? I mean, I know Russia wasn't that big of the friends of the Jews, but in. January 1945, I mean, that's kind of a weird time to arrest somebody like that and then just kind of do it. Probably because he was coming up with fake documentation, they questioned him, and he passed away in their custody. (laughs) Sounds about right. I mean, people have a a tendency to have accidents and and, and major uh, horrible things happen to them. There's a lot of doctors that happen to fly out of windows in Russia. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last one, we all know, Jimmy Hoffa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go into Jimmy Hoffa. If you audience members don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is, there's this great thing called Google. (laughs) It'll inform you about Jimmy Hoffa. The rest of us kind of know the name. (laughs) So we're going to transition, hopefully, into something better. Well, you'll see. Listen to this. (laughs) Audacity. An unforgettable party game for mischievous people, an experience of hilarious dares and improv situations that brings the entire party to its knees with laughter. It's more than just a party game. These cards have the power to accelerate friendships, reveal hidden talents, create lasting memories, and launch your party into unbridled hysterics. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y dot com. Visit their website for more information. And don't forget to mention the Mad Trio to receive 10% off on your next order. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y dot com. O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y dot com. And thank you, Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to keep up to date with the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Go to our website at themadtrio.com. That's T H E M A D T R I O.com. Or check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, threads, and Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, Mad Trio. <laughs> so, when did you get those? <laughs> uh, I worked on them today. Nice. Yeah, thanks. So I, uh, busy, busy. so I, I got a story just because it, it made me laugh. Before we go to any more serious stuff, people in Lake Tahoe, Nevada, are being cautioned to secure the residence as a foot fondling intruder has been making their way around <laughs> the area. Two women staying at resorts in uh, State Line, Nevada, reporting intrusions into the room on Sunday, more Sunday and Monday mornings, the Douglas County Sheriff Officer said, and released Tuesday, the woman woke up to the intruder fondling their, fondling their feet. That's the, okay. the strangest burglar ever. Never mind your money and your jewelry. I want your feet. Huh. <laughs> so... In America, we have all these eating contests, right? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and they and restaurants are known to even come up with their own little challenges. You eat this, you know, 10-foot pizza in under 30 minutes, you get a, you know, you get a, your face on a wall and blah, 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 right? Well, a restaurant in China 
challenge their customers to eat more than a hundred dumplings. <laughs> okay. Now, doesn't sound like a terrible idea, right? It does so, to me. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, doesn't t- sound like a terrible idea to get your customers coming. Well, in yeah, and, come in and try and the it, show guess, yeah. and yeah. you know whatever. And anyways, well, that uh, once so they started the food challenge and then they went and posted it on their social media account, and that's when the authorities swooped in. <laughs> now I didn't know this, but in China they have a country they have an anti-food waste law mm. and that's what this restaurant is getting in tr- in trouble for uh. and so the authorities swooped in and are charging the restaurant um they're fining them ten thousand won, which equals out to about 1400 in u.s dollars and also getting them in a lot of trouble over it Mm. because i guess in the 1950s and 60s china had uh famine the famine yep yeah and it's estimated that about 45 million people died from that famine Mm -hmm. so that's when they put in this whole anti-food waste law Hmm. and that's what they're going after this whole restaurant over and i'm like it kind of sounds kind of crappy so they're investigating finding out if it's in breach and all this other stuff and i'm like well if the person's eating it and you're not throwing the food away does it really count as as a waste is there a is, is there a bite per minute rule like you can only have so many bites in like 30 seconds i don't know they didn't actually post any any of that it's just this whole anti-food waste law and you know all what crap, so. i bet there's i bet there's a picture of well, what is his name joey chestnuts somewhere in in china says this man ate 60 hot dogs in 30 seconds do not be him american pigs you know something like that yeah they probably <laughs> do some of that oh <laughs> uh, don't let california hear this they'll figure out a way to tax it <laughs> oh yeah john john shut up <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so, uh, you know, as we're segueing all around the world today, let's, I want to go back to 1966. Well, 1966, the Soviets extinguished natural gas fire. But do you guys know how they did it? An atomic Um, bomb. Baking soda. In 1963, it was a large natural gas fire in a field in Uzbekistan. And no matter how much water they threw on it or whatever they tried to do to extinguish it, they could never get it out. It burnt for years, a number of years, and it just kept going, and it kept trying to get it out, and they never could do it. So they figured out, and I believe this is the only time an actual nuclear bomb was used, was used for such a thing. They... They dug a um, 1,500 meter deep hole about 35 meters away from where the line was drill- drilled, where they, uh, you know, when the gas was escaping. Yeah. And they actually uh, cleared the area around it and they set it off. <laughs> and 30, 30 kilotons. And uh, surprisingly enough, it stayed uh, underground and uh, it put out the fire. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure that ground is quite irradiated. Well, you know, that's an interesting that interesting thought. It, it isn't a very big bomb as far as bombs go, but um, nuclear bombs go. But, um, you know, we walk around where our underground bomb tests are happening around, uh, you know, in Utah and Nevada and all those areas there that are in the middle of nowhere. And it uh, doesn't seem to be super radiated. Um, I mean, if... If you keep them underground enough, it isn't like exploding it in air. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I mean, how did that work out for the Duke and and him doing that movie? The um, oh, the Mongolian oh, movie. Oh, but you see, they were doing um, uh, above ground explosions oh, okay. then during that period of time. 
So they okay. had all kinds of dirty sand and stuff and things that they were tromping around in and walking in and not good. So oh, so it's like the name of that movie. It he played he played uh, Genghis Khan, didn't he? That's uh, that's not bring up that movie. It's bad enough it killed the Duke. Let's let's not remind people yeah, that movie exists. Oh, yeah. Um, a brains. But wouldn't it? So it's like that that uh, pit in England that we had read about. They had all those those bodies from the Black Plague. As long as they don't dig it up, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so that's, there's a, there's a big uh, park, there's a park in London where they, um, it's green something, buried, I thought. buried, yeah, where they buried all these bodies from the Black Plague and they're saying they'll never, they could never do anything with that land because they're never going to dig it up. God only knows what it's going to release. Oh, wouldn't yeah. be good. Wouldn't be good. Well, anyway, so there you have it. In case you've ever wondered if a nuclear bomb was used for some kind of purpose, useful purpose, it was by the Russians. I think it was uh, a at that point quite a useful purpose to stop, you know, the war- World War Two. But yeah, you know that. Some people argue about that. I agree with you, though, James. I kind of feel it was a real <laughs> purpose then. So, I mean, it was going to be a drag out war the, at that point. The, it was estimated the number of life that would have been lost trying to land Marines on the mainland of Japan. They would have fought to the last woman and child that we would have. Oh, yeah. The total of death, human death, regardless of country or origin, would have been so much greater doing it that way than just dropping a bomb being done. With oh, yeah. It. It, I, I completely agree with you. Um, the. The culture of Japan at that time was very much yeah, we're going to fight to the very last. Yeah. I mean, no matter no matter so, what, the end of World War II was That's why you found those guys in holes in islands nowhere for 20 years that didn't know the war was over. Right. Exactly. I, no matter what, it was yeah. it was all a ferric victory. But if since I've read a ton of World War II books in the last couple of years, um, a lot of the ones the Pacific Theater actually talk about how scared they were about about that because towards the end of one of the books i read they're talking about plan x or whatever and they were terrified because if you you read what happened to the marines in world war ii in the pacific they got screwed a lot of them you know the, oh, yeah. the joke they told you is you know you had to go home on your shield you weren't allowed to leave the pacific alive and there was some truth to yeah. that yeah and the guys I, uh, that came back didn't all mentally come back um, no I've had a couple of friends, unfortunately, they're not with us any longer, uh, that uh, were in the Marines during World War II and uh, in the Pacific. And one of my friends was telling me he, they were on a uh, ship uh, off the coast of Japan, and they were getting ready to come ashore uh, when when the news came that uh, Japan finally surrendered. So, Good. yeah, it was seriously, he was, he was quite happy to, <laughs> that we had that bomb. But I, I, I do have to add, though, that I I truly I'm truly glad this conversation's still around, though, like 80, 90 years after World War Two about the positive and negatives about using the atomic bomb. It has some hope for me in society that people actually questioned whether something so destructive was useful and important. I do hope this conversation never ends because the moment it ends, it's the moment I'm kind of scared. Well, you know, as as I have always said, question everything, and that includes, you know, maybe what seems right at the time. It may not be right later, but you have to at least question it. I mean, it's it's all Monday night quarterbacking, anyways. But at least the ethics of using that thing, uh, of of using atomic bomb, or or you name it, some sort of weapon, the ethical yeah. conversation is there, and I think that's the most important, especially when it comes to warfare. So I have a. Probably to wrap this thing up, we'll see here. But uh, I have uh, some product failures that uh, are kind of interesting. Off the subject, we'll, 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 as, as we'll keep going with our usual all over the place. How many are made by know, Google? Yeah. Did you guys know that Smith & Wesson made bikes? Bicycles. No. The bike that yeah. won the West. Bicycles. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. So in 2002, they came out with a line of Smith, Smith & Wesson bicycles for the general public. Believe it or not, they've been making bicycles for law enforcement for a while. And uh, I, they may still be in business for, for law enforcement by bicycles. And I couldn't tell you what the difference is. But anyway, it was not a particularly good 
um, product launch for Smith and Wesson. They kind of <laughs> they were having problems. They're still having problems financially, so it, it it didn't help them at all. But yeah, it, it was a strange product for them to make. Huh? Smith and Wesson so making the, bicycles. The bikes weren't great caliber. Well, you know. <laughs> The, They're just the frames. Are, the frames are probably you know secondhand barrels. Some type. <laughs> it was all they were just misfired in the market. <laughs> yeah. huh. All right. So, <laughs> so during the uh, pandemic, uh, this is not so much a product as a service. But did you know that uh, Singapore Airlines actually had flights to nowhere? You just needed because they couldn't what? fly anywhere, so they actually just would take passengers out of the planes, go up for a few hours, yeah, circle around and come back. That's <laughs> awesome. They paid for that. Yeah, and they paid. Yeah, people paid for it. Hey, honey, that's that's get away. What are we gonna do? Let's fly around in circles for a couple hours. <laughs> We're gonna go circle for a few hours. Hey, so if there was a gourmet meal attached to that, uh, I well, would totally do that. Well, there were me at mail meals. Ugh, I can't even talk. No, there like, were meals. Now, how many? I don't know. And what kind? I don't well, know. I'm thinking like gourmet meals, like quality alcohol. I think I got the next million dollar idea. Uh, okay, there you go. <laughs> Good luck with that. You just have to buy an airline. Well, that's why I'm throwing uh, it out there to the marketplace. <laughs> Maybe Elon's listening to this one. He'll finally go, hey, these guys have hey, a good idea. If he bought Twitter, he'll buy this. Uh, no, now that he bought Twitter, he may never buy another thing again. <laughs> if he's smart. Uh, Segway. Uh, Segway is kind of a mixed bag, isn't it? I mean, some people really loved it. I never really rode one, but a lot of people liked them. I remember, damn, that this is how old I am. I remember all these TV shows back in the day basically saying, this is the future of motorized, uh, the motorization, moving around cities. They're just all this hype. And you see it. The, the guy's name was Con? The guy who Con? bought it rode a Segway off a cliff. No, the, the guy that invented it. He was the same guy that helped invent um, kidney dialysis machines. And uh, he, he was a pretty good self-promoter. Anyway, that, it was him that said that, I, uh, you know, Wozniak changed the world. Steve Wozniak, I think, had a, a polo using Segways, which I actually thought was a cool idea. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Um, Barnes & Noble tried to come out with their own little uh, reader. It's called the, the Nook. Nook. The Nook, yeah. Didn't... Of course, Barnes and Noble's had enough problems as it is too, and that didn't go over very well. Uh, Apple under the Mac G4 Cube, another another Mac misfire. Some people can't believe you know you guys. You guys got to think back on, on at one point in time, Apple was just about bankrupt. They were a sour Apple. Yeah, so they were just out of business. So they've had their failures. Sony's had their fail, a few failure failures. Have you ever heard of the Airboard? No. Oh, it's supposed to be the best tablet on the market at the time. It doesn't tell me what year this was. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't ever heard of the Airboard. Was it Sony vaporware? No, it was a piece of plastic with a screen. According <laughs> to this picture, I don't know. It's one of those again, obviously a failure. BlackBerry. Everybody had to have a BlackBerry if you're involved with government at all. That was the thing that we all had to have, but. Um, the, the BlackBerry Storm in particular was they're kind of wanting to catch under the bandwagon with the uh, iPhones, the early iPhones. Uh, that thing flopped about as bad as it can be. I don't think BlackBerry's even in business anymore, is it? I don't think so. Don't By think the so way, that, the, the parent company had the greatest name ever, Research in Motion. Yeah. I was such a great yeah. name that describes nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, we all want to have research that's not in motion. But, but, but by the way, it totally sounds like a government, a government, a, go, a contractor for the government. Here's research yeah. in motion. They're doing blank. Of course. Of course, absolutely. So, uh, movie, movie pass. You guys remember movie pass? It was one of those big failures um, where you bought a subscription to go to your movie theaters that you want to go to. I know a couple of people abuse the living shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it failed. Huh? Not enough people bought it, I don't think. Uh, Pepsi Blue. We talked about Pepsi Blue. Oh, I fan. Yeah, my my, my my favorite thing about Pepsi Blue 
is the the remake of uh, the Italian Job with Marky Mark. There's a giant Pepsi Blue advertisement in the middle of it. But yeah, I, I product placement. Yeah, I I missed that because it tasted like Kool Aid. I don't know why I loved it so much, but it was amazing. Like Sprite Remix, all the good ones that are gone. And yeah. the Orbits. I miss the Orbits drink. You know, the other problem, according to this, about the Pepsi Blue was the dull, uh, the coloring that they used for it was, was banned in multiple countries. So they couldn't even export it to a lot of places. But it's okay to feed it to us. Don't worry about it. They'll be dead before it ever bothers you. But you know one thing? Americans are well-preserved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, here you go, John. Segway Dreamcast. Dreamcast? Yeah. Yes, Sega. Dreamcast. Dreamcast. That was that was way ahead of its time. Windows CE. Yeah. Had a giant mm -hmm. fucking controller. You think the Duke controller from Microsoft was big? Try that a wieldy thing. The Dreamcast, huh? I don't remember it. I do. It came Hoverboards? out. Hoverboards? Uh, it came out before. Hoverboards? Hoverboards. Yeah, they uh, they were a real thing for quite a while, from what I remember, except the fact they kept bursting into flames. Oh, I saw one. At, I saw one in person the other day. This little girl was um, riding it down the side of uh, the main drag where we live, and it hmm. was like, "Wow, you're brave doing it that you know." But it was cool. I've never seen one before. Hmm. During fire season, shouldn't be riding it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Oh, that I, was the, that was one that exploded, right? Oh, yep. That's what I was. Oh, I was working oh, at yeah, Walmart. The exploding then. cell phones. Yeah. Okay. I, I was working at the big blue spark then. And I remember some guy bragging about how he can charge his phone from dead to full in 14 seconds. And I remember saying, you know, that's probably why it has a tendency to light things on fire. Wow. Cars, children, homes. I remember seeing um, video of them blowing up in people's pants pockets and things like that. It's like, jeez. My, my favorite one is there's a car. I, I don't remember. I think it was in England. It was left left in the car and like the next, the guy's videotaping something. The next moment, it's like, oh, wow. Not and only your phone, but your car too. That's why I'm well, an Apple guy. Nobody can accuse the Apple of being innovative enough to explode. Yeah. <laughs> So, how about uh, this? Was the one that even it, when it came out, I kind of scratched my head. Do you remember Col Colgate came out with a beef lasagna? They were trying to branch out into food. Oh, I was going like to say that's something. <laughs> yeah, food, you know, the, in this case, it was a frozen beef lasagna. <laughs> oh, that's and gross. It, it said Colgate, you know, the toothpaste company. <laughs> and they made, yeah, I wonder why it didn't. Uh, didn't Can't imagine why that flopped. Yeah, I can't, you know. <laughs> there's 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 a mental thing that's like you're gonna is this gonna taste like toothpaste? toothpaste? Yeah. I, I don't think we're the only ones that thought that way, apparently. Go over very well. Hmm. Okay. Twitter peak. I don't remember two thousand and nine, that's why. It was a actual device to connect to Twitter. Huh. <laughs> you only got a twenty character preview. Oh, geez, that sounded like a real winner yeah well that's it that's what i have on this list i figured that'd be close enough to us wrapping it up tonight <laughs> i tried to remember of all the weird devices that i remember i my, my favorite one was the one that interacted with the tv back in the day before cell phones they would they would do some sort of signal you couldn't see so you could play jeopardy or interact with your favorite oh game yeah shows. yeah that didn't come out very very well hey you know what i found out john we were i think we were talking about talking about other products was the um facebook portal oh yeah you know you know that's no longer being made i do which is a shame because it's such a great idea minus the fact it's made by meta well my question is going to be is how long are they going to continue to support it because I, we have some friends in uh, oklahoma that we actually portal with because they they're big facebook people and uh it's a pretty neat product but, i huh. i hope i hope this i hope somebody else picks it up because it's such a great marketplace for older people and and parents and younger i i think it's such a great idea it is. i just find it fucking creepy that facebook's involved in it they uh not only yeah. do they want you on the real time they're spying on you you think your echo's bad 
<laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But uh, I care. I guess the death nail is uh, is in for that one. So. Oh, oh, remind well. remind me next week. I, I heard a story and I got to find it that a, a city or state passed a law. Oh no, France. I think it was France. I'm pretty sure passed a law where they can actually activate your camera and microphone while it's in your pocket. Ugh. So remind me to find that because I, I meant to do it and I, I forgot. So ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, the fat man, the old guy, and our special guest star, uh, square number four, <laughs> uh, Josh Lean, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah.